Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace, peace. We are live. We are in full effect. I say welcome. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. We're live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. And this is Mama Dada Astrology coming at you during full moon lunar eclipse season. Just doing a sound check here. I could be heard. Perfect. Um. You know, last week it was so interesting because I was prompted to slow down. You can hear it in the recording from last week that I was prompted to slow down. And with this full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius, Aquarius being ruled by Uranus um, and governs the 11th house that represents, you know, that lightning speed, that 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 um, electric impulse and, and, and the instancy of a sudden reversal or a sudden and unexpected event. And so um, I can see why, you know, spirit was kind of prompting me ahead of time to kind of just slow down with this energy and stay open. Um, I've spoken on the Aquarius, Uranus, um, 11th house energy before, and the, the suggestion is always the same, to stay flexible, stay open to the new that wants to enter your life. Um, don't don't resist change. Be open to change. Change is constant. So you might as well get comfortable with the idea. You know, it's kind of that energy going on here. And intensely so. It's a full moon lunar eclipse as opposed to just any other full moon in Aquarius. And so it's intensified, and that intensity is playing out within us internally, you know. Um, uh, it could be the impulses within us and just um, the electricity that, that flows through our sinews and our synapses. Um, and so uh, we could see it playing out internally, and we can see it playing out externally, of course, um, as above, so below. So changes, you know, afoot in our lives is, uh, one way that this can play out. You guys, I, this is, um, I don't think ever happened before, but I have to take a quick break and I will just uh, play some music in the interim. I'll be right back.
All right. Thank you, our faithful listeners, so much for bearing with me. <laughs> Everything, that that was very interesting. Um, needless to say, uh, that was very Uranian in nature, something unexpected and um, kind of unprecedented on this show. Um, but there was a pretty big uh, insect in the room, and so as I just wanted to take care of that real quick. I mean, you guys, that everything that happens is so spiritual, and it's always a message, okay? And so um, I wanted the insect to beat it, needless to say. And um, and 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 so and being flexible, being able to go with the flow, having something in your back pocket like a a a, a Michael Jackson song to hold you over until you know you can make the adjustment. These are all spiritual messages. It's messages. It's Mercury Day. It's Wednesday. These messages are going to be coming through strong. Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury, and and those insights can come um, lightning fast. The changes and the breakthroughs in our lives can happen just in an instant, and unexpectedly so. I did not expect to put you guys on hold today to listen to Beat It, but hey, it happened, and we are <laughs> the better for it, okay? So let's keep it moving. There's plenty of more messages that want to come out in the time that we have today, and I definitely want to get you guys those um, full moon lunar eclipse um, horoscopes. Uh, last week, I gave you all the houses. I didn't have time to go through um, in depth, but I do today, but I gave you guys the areas of life um, for each sign, for your sun, moon, and rising, and what areas of life are being affected intensely so at this time. So um, what else did I Oh, and that divine reminder is what it was, that um, unexpected interruption um, was a divine reminder. I did not, and I haven't done that in a while, um, go too far without remembering, honoring, revering our divine righteous ancestors, Ashe and Amin-Ra, and remembering and paying uh, paying our respects to our fearless leader here at Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio, um, Brother Ampu. So that's also what that was. <laughs> so let's get into it, you guys. Um, right now, everything is is changing and it's changing it has it really has a sense of finality to it clearly everything's on a cycle so when you talk about the end of something or the finality of something we now know that it is the end of a thing in its current form be it a relationship be it a way of life be it a uh, pattern of thinking it's being eclipsed out here at this lunar eclipse, full moon lunar eclipse. It's being eclipsed out, okay? We are cycling through, rounding out, culminating um, a cycle, a season, particularly um, things that were initiated about six months ago are just overwhelmingly coming um, to a close. What I love about this full moon, though, is it has a sense of both. You have a sense of closing the door on a an issue of your past, um, a relationship of your past. It, it it has that feel to it where you're shutting the door and you're, you know, 
that phase or chapter is over. It is done. But with this Aquarius energy, it does have a new feel to it, also a fresh feel, a, a, a rejuvenating, revitalizing feel to it. So that can't be mistaken either. Um, so definitely um, it, know that think, uh, experiences, circumstances that we're going through right now, they are of vital importance. This is obviously it's with Saturn having just stationed this past weekend and the pronounced, you know, energy that that has spoken to us that, hey, yeah, just like the title of the show that I did for that um, um, at, uh, for that station was, it's, you know, time to grow up. We're all growing up. We're all putting our big boy and big girl pants and panties on and we are forging ahead, okay, fearlessly. And so this eclipse season, this this first portion of it um, with the full moon lunar eclipse in in Aquarius, this eclipse season is just a a huge, intense, energetic assistance in our efforts towards releasing, towards letting go, um, towards wrapping things up in a particular area of our lives, okay? And so um, this week, uh, today, Wednesday the 17th, we are covering the week ahead, Sunday, um, August the 21st through Saturday, August the 27th. Um, Like I said, I did want to recap on those horoscopes. Just as a refresher, it's going to come in handy for the next six months to know what area of your life... um, uh, you're cycling through specifically, okay? I talked to uh, one of my mama's babies earlier in the week, and, and we were able to pinpoint even from six months ago at at the solar new moon, the last solar new moon eclipse, and how it's you know feeding right into this, <clears throat> right into this um, lunation we're experiencing here. It'll be Thursday this week, you guys. Uh, tomorrow, early rising. Uh, should be, I believe it's 3 a.m. on the mountain side, so that should be uh, 5 on the eastern or central, okay? I could be mistaken, but that's about it. It's early, early rising um, on tomorrow when it'll be exact. And, of course, after it go, if, after it's exact, it's, it's you know, get growing and intensifying all the way up till Thursday, Thursday early rising, and then it's exact and it begins to wane, okay? It begins to decrease in the portion that we can visibly see that's visibly illuminated, okay? So at this time when we're nearing this full moon, we can't get too much closer than we are right now being that we're less than 24 hours away from its exact um, alignment. Um we can't get any close, much closer than we are right now to the light of the sun, you know, fully being illuminated and reflected through the moon. And so the moon representing our emotions, um, the moon representing uh, more our our desires and our wants, it's, it's on full display at this time. If it, especially at a full moon lunar eclipse, like if it is not 
fully formed, fully manifested um, in some way, in some concrete, materialized, manifested, tangible way, be it so it's unmistakable um, that something that you desired, an intention that you put out there, something that you wanted to see manifested um, come to fruition. If it if it if it hasn't isn't happening around this time, powerfully so, you know, unmistakably so, um, electrifyingly so, with Uranus energy being so involved, if it's not st- Uranus stimulating you, you know, and and it's a dead issue, the very opposite of that, enliven, revitalize, refresh, breakthrough energy of Uranus Aquarius. Is is the the nothingness, the deadness, the the non-activity. When when you know the uh, what do they call them? Defibrillators, defibrillators. I cannot pronounce it right now, so y'all will have to excuse me. I promise, I'm smart. <laughs> but you know when when you get that shock. And the electricity, the blood is once again pumping. That's awesome. That's life. Life restored, revitalized, right? God forbid a flat line and no electrical activity is sensed. It's the very opposite. So if a situation or relationship in your life has flatlined and you done put the, you done pumped it a couple of few hundreds of times, it's safe to say that that's a dead issue. And at this time, powerfully and intensely so, at the full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius 26, August 2016, you can feel pretty comfortable and confident in letting it go. It's not. This is not really a time uh, where you have to guess at a full moon, and definitely not at a full moon lunar eclipse. You don't have to guess. It's gonna be it's gonna be fully illuminated for you to make a clear um, decision one way or the another how you're gonna proceed through this cycle, the cycle that's wrapping up and the new cycle that's beginning. Okay, so let's get to these horoscopes. Okay, so we can make it really plain. We can make it really specific as to what area of life this um, full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius is affecting for us all. Of course, we're going to start with Aquarius since the full moon is um, in that sign. Peace (laughs) to all mama's babies who are Aquariuses. I love you all of all of my Aquariuses. I I think I have physically seen or heard from all of the Aquariuses in my life in the past <laughs> few days. So that's how you another, you know, um, energetic sign that this energy is intensifying. They are all, all my Aquariuses are coming to the yard. So I love you all. Um, for my Aquariuses, of course, this full moon is happening in your first house, the house of self, the house of Aquarius, your house, your first house. And so, um, this is going to be a time, shout out to the Dark Pixie Astrology for these horoscopes. Um, this is going to be a time of reaping and sowing for you once again um, six months ago, right? 
things that were initiated at the Aquarius new moon, that, that ener- the energy of Aquarius where, you know, things were getting started or initiated or um, at least being brainstormed at that time, right? And so here we are um, six months from that time at the Aquarius full moon where it's the reaping season, right? It's the harvest season on seeds sown. And so... Um, Success can definitely be experienced. There's a karmic feel to it when you're talking about reaping and sowing. So you could be living out the rewards and the success of hard, heart, smart work done that you've responsibly done, right? Um, you can uh, Conversely, you can experience delays or the very opposite of successes, failures. Um, when it comes to things that you may have either dropped the ball on, been irresponsible with, or just, you know, sometimes we put our ladder up against the wrong building, and by the time we get to the top, it's like, oh, I meant to put the ladder on that building. (laughs) Now that you're on top and you have that vantage point of seeing things from that perspective. So it could be that as well. Hopefully it's not because you've been reckless or lazy or irresponsible, Aquarius, and 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 it's just a failure of potentially ignorance, right? And so the great thing is that uh, you can still do a turnaround, Aquarius. It's not too late. You can start now doing the things that are required to get you back on the right track, okay? It is not too late. Um, just look at this time, Aquarius, one way or the other as an indicator of how you did things, uh, how you were doing things about six months ago and learn from it. If, you, if, if you're in the success and rewards period, um, Aquarius, great. That works. Keep it up, you know, and go further and harder, right? And then if it's, um, you know, more on the end of failure and um, perceived failure, um, delays, setbacks, then, you know, make any necessary adjustments. It should be fairly easy for you, easier for you naturally and by way of this transit to really make any necessary changes, Aquarius, to get you to where you want to be six months from now when you're back at the at your new moon, all right? Taurus, um, this full moon lunar eclipse is affecting a very pivotal part of your chart, Taurus, okay? The very top of your chart, the 10th house, where the midheaven is where the, the your life direction is, where you're headed, your goals and ambitions, right? Where you're naturally responsible, okay, Taurus? And so um, you can definitely uh, see a goal materialized, manifested, um, uh, progress, success, all of that, even more so because the full moon lunar eclipse is going through your house of karma, of Saturn, of the 10th house, of reaping and sowing, okay? So all the more, um, if you're if you're getting good results, Taurus, once again, that's merely an indicator. Keep it up. Keep going. Share. Do more. Um, expand. Um, maintain, you know, Definitely. And then um, on the flip end, Taurus, um, if you're not getting, if you're getting an indicator that something is wrong, that you've done, that you need to switch it up, change it up, do something different, you can do that. I know your natural energy, Taurus, is fixed and it can it can be pretty determined to stay on a particular path 
even after the point you may have discovered that it's not necessarily the best path. At this time, you definitely want to be as responsible as you can with this 10th house transit Taurus with your decisions, responsible as you can with the changes that you are making, okay, and the direction that you're taking. You will be amply rewarded if you do so. All right. Um, For my Leos, another crucial life area um, of relationships. This Aquarius full moon is happening in the very um, house opposite your energy. Okay, so that's automatically talking about the other in your life. Um, any other person in your life, Um, partnerships, okay, be it personal or business. Um, Open enemies are in that seventh house, okay. um, Well, if it's an open enemy, you already know who they are, but they could be acting up or they could be making themselves shown and known in your life around this time, Um, intensely so. And then the seventh house also governs our shadow self, and so that could be, um, you know, you could be seeing a, another side of yourself that is showing up intensely so at this time, Leo, okay? Um, but it, it's, a, it's a time, where, once again, where we can finalize some stuff at, at a full moon lunar eclipse, Leo. So you can actually be settling some things in a relationship once and for all. If you're in an active and thriving relationship, it it just could be a change in the way you relate to that person. It doesn't have to be a breakup. But it could manifest as, as a time period, Leo, for you to walk away from a significant relationship in your life, okay? Um, either way, it's a really good time to take stock of your relationship since everything's all out anyway, and figure out exactly what needs to be worked on within the shadow parts of yourself as well as any partnership you may be involved in. Um, It's a really good time to determine what stays and what goes in your relationships, who stays and who goes, Leo, okay? Um, You could, balance is going to be a key word for you now. Um, because especially as it pertains to self and others, I see that playing out a lot when I see people having seventh house transits. It almost automatically um, triggers their first house as well. So it's like, you know, a balancing act uh, in your life. There, uh, that may be something that's um, illuminated for you at this time, Leo, is that, you know, you're not putting enough energy into self and putting too much into the other or vice versa. So wherever the balance needs to occur, that's going to serve you well right now to keep that in mind, Leo. And you, you, you'll be able to tell where there's imbalances because of the, where the stress is and where the confusion and indecision is. That, that right there that you're confu- you may be confused or indecisive about is where you need critically at a full moon lunar eclipse to find that balance, to come back to the middle, to center yourself, to surround seventh house is governed by Libra that rules diplomacy and, you know, harmony and tact. So um, definitely try to surround yourself with those peaceful and harmonious energies um, so you can be emotionally stable enough to um, to commit to whatever work needs to be done um, in your in, in the balancing act of your relationship with yourself and with others. Okay, Leo? All right, Scorpio, you're rounding out these critical main 
um, areas of life that the full moon lunar eclipse is going through. So all my fixed signs, Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and now Scorpio, I know, I know, y'all are fixed signs and y'all want to keep on in the little groove that you've cut out for your life or a way that you've thought for so long, but um, this is a season of change, of, of things being eclipsed out, right? So that's going to change something. And so I'm hooking you up, and I'm encouraging you to, to go with that, to flex on them, right? All right, Scorpio, you got the fourth house transit, the, the, the very house of emotional stability, of, um, of, of or at least emo, inner, your inner foundation, the core of who you are, feeling at home within yourself, your home, your family, your roots and heritage, your ancestry, right, where you come from. Uh, your mother, typically, with um, with the fourth house being ruled by the moon and Cancer, so you know women in general and breast and all that, that whole idea. Things in this in these um, in this arena are being highlighted for you at this time. They're they're coming to a head, right? And so it's also a water house, so you could definitely easily, Scorpio, already with your own watery energy in a water house, no less. This could definitely, this full, particular full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius could have your emotions all out there. <laughs> so um, definitely emotional time um, due to just what you're feeling about what being illuminated in your life, Scorpio, and it could be a little unsettling. You're the very core foundation of who you are emotionally as a person. Your inner life uh, may be stimulated at this time, okay? And so feeling a little unstable internally and needing to strengthen yourself in those ways is likely what's coming up for you. Make sure you tend to that most private part of yourself. Uh, this fourth house is at the very bottom of, 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 a, of the astrological chart or wheel. And so it, if the foundation is shaky, right, Scorpio? If the foundation is shaky, then you can't, you can't build on that. You can't build anything firm and sure and lasting on that, Scorpio. So do what, whatever work is being lit up for you to do inside, do that. Do that internal work. Um, settle any issues that are causing you that emotional instability or vulnerability, right? Um, especially with your family, Scorpio, fourth house ruling family and home and real estate, heritage, um, if there's any things that need to be, uh, any loose ends that need to be tied up, finalized, uh, you know, finished on the home front, Scorpio, do that. Settle that. Finalize that. Complete that. Um, if, if there's a move pending, the, that, that kind of energy would line up with this, um, completing a move, okay, uh, finalizing a real estate deal, right? And so um, you want that support and nurture in in your core, in your inner foundation, right? And um, and it, so it all goes together. Um, when you can serve yourself in those ways, Scorpio, first and foremost, 
If you have the support of a family, that's great. Um, you know, if you have the support of, of, of family that you've met along the way, that's great as well. That's equally as great, okay? Whatever it takes, Scorpio, for you to to maneuver through this time, this very intensely sensitive time period in a calmer way, in a more emotionally stable and sure way, the better, all right? Moving on to Gemini. Gemini, since this full moon, a lunar eclipse is, eclipse is happening in Aquarius. Um, that means that you're in line for a trine, okay? So um, your sister sign is Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra's getting in on the good, good, good energy as well. So Gemini, you can definitely, uh, for for you, the full moon lunar eclipse is going through your ninth house of Jupiter, Sagittarius, luck, growth, expansion, um, long distance journeys, and higher education, and adventure and humor, okay, Gemini? So it also um, legal matters. You could definitely settle or finalize a complete legal matter at this time. And y'all keep in mind, this is a full moon lunar eclipse. So the impact it's having is spanning, you know, like I said, it can go back six months ago at the new moon um, in Aquarius. And it can have effects until the next eclipse season, six months from now. So you this once again, this is a full moon, so we're talking more about things closing out, finalizing, completing, and wrapping up. Gemini, you could also finish up um, a study that you've been doing, a course of study. Um, if you have been traveling abroad, you could come home and, and wrap things up in that way. Um, and then with um, the ninth house representing, you know, our our beliefs, you can definitely um, identify even more strongly with your beliefs at a time like this because, once again, that moon energy is on full. It's, it's as intense as it's going to be at this time. And so you can easily be way more optimistic, Gemini. That's beautiful. And look at the bright side of things instead of getting caught up emotionally. So um, your mind can be very sharp, and you can work on your ideas, your plans, and merging details with the bigger picture. Okay, the ninth house. <clears throat> the ninth house has a broad view. You're taking the long range view with things right now, and so um, that should take you farther and higher with this Sagittarius energy that this um, full moon is going through for you, Gemini. Libra, full moon in your fifth house, get it? Fifth house of fun, fifth house of enjoyment and children and sports and gambling and romance and dating and creativity and creative projects. And so um, you definitely can easily Libra feel more creative and inspired, uh, more connected um, to a loved one. Or you could wrap up a a love connection with somebody, Libra, all right? Um, You could wrap up a creative project or just flat out let one go um, as opposed to even finish it, just release it or become even more intensely dedicated to one, okay? It could play out either way, Libra. 
fifth house has a little bit of drama um, associated with it. So you could see yourself, Leo, being a little more dramatic um, when you're emotional. So monitor that. Manage that is my suggestion, okay? Yeah, so you're. it's kind of, you know, cut bait season, <laughs> Crap or get off the pot season, Libra, when it comes to romances and love connections. If it's not going anywhere, you're going to cut it. And if it is, you're going to, it's going to step up. It's going to intensify, right? All right, Pisces, you're up next. You actually have the full moon, lunar eclipse, in Aquarius going through your Pisces house, Pisces, the 12th house, okay? So your energy um, you're flowing more through your own kind of familiar territory and energy right now. And so there's a focus on issues from the past and things that need to be released. This is a really, really powerful energy because it's a full moon and that I, that closely relates to the energy of Pisces, of the 12th house. Once again, full moon, just like Pisces and Neptune and the 12th house are talking about releasing, letting go, um, surrendering, culminating. Twelfth uh, Pisces is the very last sign. So we're once again wrapping up an astrological series of twelve signs with Pisces. It's this eclipse is going through your Pisces twelfth house, and it's a full moon. So there's just release and acceptance and forgiveness and letting go and surrendering just all over this season for you, Pisces. Okay, pay attention. Um, subconscious issues and motivations that you need to become more aware of so you can get out of your own way. These are the the kinds of things from the past that are coming up for you right now, powerfully so, Pisces, okay? You could be really emotional. You're a water sign, 12th house, house, your house, a water house. And so you could really see a a rise in your emotions, and you could see an intense desire to keep more to yourself. You already kind of have that energy, and and that energy is being intensified. So you could see that a little more prominently at this time, Pisces. Um, and it, it's coming from a place of really not wanting to bother anybody with your troubles and your complaints and all that stuff, which is fine. Um, you can you can do a lot with with that the time to yourself that is productive that really will put you on great the best thing about 12th house energy pisces energy wrapping stuff up surrendering letting go releasing is that you're making room for the new that's the beautiful thing about this full moon lunar eclipse and it being so powerful is that we are powerfully we power, we we have access to energy that is powerfully allowing us to let go of the old, let go of the past, release and surrender what is clearly no longer serving us. If it's getting illuminated at this time, it's clear. You don't have a question about it. It's not a guessing game what the right path to take is, what the correct choice is, what the door you want to open is. You know. We know. And so, um, you know, take advantage of that, Pisces. Um, time to yourself to meditate. All of the, that energy is found there in that 12th house, your your natural house, to meditate, to pray, to to soak 
and um and to surrender, okay? Have enjoy. Um your dream dreaming dream time can be more um impactful. You know, pay attention to your dreams, um, Pisces, for the for the subconscious, for the um messages found in the images, okay, the messages found in the colors and the and the key words of things that are popping up in your dreams, okay, Pisces. It's the, your intuition should be even stronger now. So there's there's going to be something there for you energetically, emotionally. Allow your emotions to speak um, the clarity of those messages to you at that time. This Aquarius full moon lunar eclipse energy can do it for you, Pisces. Okay. All right, Aries. Aries, I know y'all used to be in first. Y'all like, what? <laughs> uh, Aries, this full moon lunar eclipse is going through your 11th house. It's going through your Aquarius house, Aquarius full moon lunar eclipse, right? So there's a, there's a, there's a message there for you with that energy being doubled up on you, okay, Aries? Um, so when it comes to friends, when it comes to the groups you network in and associate with, right, you could find yourself wrapping some things up, potentially walking away from a particular um, group. Or, like I said, just the opposite, because the energy is being intensified, you could become even more dedicated to a group or a friendship or a dream for your uh, future. Um, 11th House Aquarius does govern the future. Um, and you can definitely be in rebel mode if you're not uh, feeling free, which uh, Aquarius has that feel to it as well. Uh, of liberation and freedom. So that's where the rebel energy could come in, um, where you're wanting to express your unique self, your individuality and your independence, right? And um, you can actually become a little detached uh, emotionally, okay? And so... um, I was just seeing if I had anything else I wanted to make sure I say to you guys, Aries. The former lovers uh, that can be found in the 11th house, Aries, things could be settling with that. uh, You could be finalizing a divorce at this time. Um, You could be, you know, once and for all, like, you know, a former lover or fling that you've gone back to over and over you really could be ending a cycle when it comes to former lovers, um, Aries. Okay, so keep that in mind as well. Sagittarius, Swagittarius, <laughs> the full moon lunar eclipse for you is going through your third house, okay? And so um, you could be wrapping up, culminating, finalizing, finishing, completing um, a lot of little small projects, okay? Um, short-term plans, ideas, you know, um, maybe even from six, as long as uh, six months ago, you had some, like I said, six months ago would have been a time of brainstorming new ideas and this new energy where, where you are planting seeds of intention. And maybe by now you're figuring some can, you can actually move forward on. You've had 180 degrees to see that you know what, this is one of the many ideas and brainstorms that I had that I am certain now, like I said, this energy is not, you're not going to be confused with this energy. Now, the stuff may come sudden and be unexpected, 
but you're likely not to be confused under this energy, okay? Um, if you are, know that it is low vibe something. <laughs> know that it is low vibe something, likely Neptune, you know, where you're too freaking intoxicated to be clear or too delusional or deceptive, deceiving, in denial to be clear. Um, it would be something like that, really low vibe, if you're confused at a time like this. Um, but Sagittarius, um, definitely you could, like I said, finalize one of those ideas or or scrap it completely. 180 degrees later, you may be saying, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to take one of the other ideas that I brainstormed about because this one I can clearly see now that it is not in alignment with my highest and best good and for those um, around me. And um, third house Sagittarius is also going to reference your communication, okay? So this could be, you know, you finalizing some things with your words, with your communication, you know, finally sending an important letter or message off to somebody that, you know, you need to, send off so you can set yourself up when this solar new moon eclipse happens next month that you'll be in line for that new new because you went on and handled what you had to on the communication front, Sagittarius. Say what you got to say with conviction, you know, and, um, and, and, be, and listen as well. You know, communication flows both ways, Sagittarius. Say what you need to say and be willing to and open to listen. Um, after you, once you do, uh, you're you're in a divine position, Sagittarius, to understand what people are feeling, um, regardless of what they're actually saying. So don't just listen to the words, Sag. Listen to what's not being said, and listen to what's being said. Listen in between what is being said as well. Um, heartfelt conversations, really positive time for something like that. Um, but not necessarily too serious. Third house is ruled by Gemini, which governs uh, children, you know, elementary age children and uh, being witty uh, to a certain extent. So um, not too serious, but if it's, if, it's heart, if it's from the heart and it's something that, that needs to be said uh, from a heart level, a heart level of love and generosity and warmth, then by all means, Sagittarius, say it at this time. Uh, you can have, Sagittarius as well, you can have some powerful communications come through. Um, third house rules the messages and the mail and all that. So you can have some powerful communications that come through at this time that assist you in wrapping some things up and finalizing some things. So that, that's a potentiality as well too, Sagittarius. All right, we're down to the last three, Cancer. Um, for you, this Aquarius full moon lunar eclipse is going through your eighth house. Um, you, uh, I mentioned it last week, but I'm going really in-depth with it this week for each of the signs, be it your sun sign, your moon sign, or your rising sign. Cancer, with the eighth house transit this time around for you at such a, a powerfully intense time, know that it's an intense house that this is happening for. Um, through for you as well, eighth house of, you know, extreme, of the extreme, of the obsessive, of the, you know, jealous and the taboo and the, you know, the depth, the deepness and the um, 
psychological, right? It's a really intense house of deep sharing and intimacy and shared resources. Like you're not just partnering up with somebody, but you're sharing resources with them. So it's deep now, you know, we bonds and insurance and taxes and legacies and inheritances. It's deep, you know, it's deep on many levels and layers when you fool in with the eighth house cancer, okay? So with this full moon lunar eclipse for you, you can definitely focus on serious matters. Um, unlike Sagittarius who, you know, not too serious. Do your heartfelt conversation, Sag, but not too serious. With cancer, it's almost just the opposite. You can focus on serious matters, cancer. You can focus on issues you hold deep inside of yourself. You know, Eighth House talks about the mysterious and the hidden, the, any occult things are there in the Eighth House, right? And so, um, it, it, once again, Eighth House is a water house as well, So, and you're a water sign, cancer, so the emotions could be running really deep, at this time, and and so it's not just a matter of feeling, you know, a little unsettled or shaky um, like uh, it was for, who was that, for, for Scorpio, your sister water sign. Um, it's not, it's internal, but it's even deeper there in the eighth house because we're, we're getting off into the, where the skeletons are and the nooks and crannies, you know, so it's, it may be stuff you don't want to deal with, Cancer. It may be some things that's getting illuminated by the light of this full moon, and it's deep, it's psychological, it's taboo, um, and and it, and it, you know, and emotional. But you got to deal with it. It's coming up now to deal with it. You should really, really deal with it, Cancer. You should really not wipe this under the rug one more time. You should really not keep this covered up um, as it's being illuminated for you. So it could be a really good time, Cancer, to settle issues, finalize some things, wrap some things up when it comes to other people's money, debts. It, you know, I know that new purse is looking real good. <laughs> I know, guys, that new, you know, whatever gadget is looking good. But if you're a cancer male or woman, this is a really good energetic indicator that this is the time to go ahead and wrap some stuff up, wrap that debt up. Go ahead and, you know, consolidate that debt or however you want to tackle it, um, consulting with um, someone to help you with these matters, loans, inheritances, taxes, joint finances. You can actually see the payoff of hard work and smart work in a joint venture, okay, at this time, Cancer, or you could walk away from one, just let it go. You know, this shared venture is, we're wrapping it up at this time, Cancer, okay? Um, and we're talking intimate relationships here in the eighth house, right? People you're sharing resources with, that's probably a pretty deep relationship. Um, and if you're a single cancer man or woman, definitely know that you're you're pretty intense right now. <laughs> it's a full moon, and you, you've got energy of this, the, this full moon lunar eclipse energy going through a very intense um, part of your chart. And so you could be coming off as intense to other people, okay? Don't feel bad. Everybody's just not ready for Pluto. Pluto rules Scorpio, Pluto, uh, which governs that eighth house. 
So everybody's not ready to, you know, have their soul taken over, right? So this may you may find during this particular full moon lunar eclipse season in Aquarius that you are potentially more to yourself as a result of everybody just not being ready for the energy you're um, giving off right now, right? Um, and, but it's a good time. The eighth house governs, uh, like I said, cult, mysterious, mysteries, metaphysics. It's a really good astrology. It's a really good time to study. You know, it would be a good time uh, for a cancer um, listener to get um, a chart done by me, uh, a birth chart. You know, intense, the eighth house governs that research and that investigation and going deep intensely so you can obsess over you know, something that that you'll actually gain benefit from, psycholo- maybe um, seeking your own psychological um, counseling or, you know, wanting to look deeper inside your own self psychologically. That could be something that you put your energy into if you find that everybody just ain't ready to get that deep just yet. <laughs> okay, Virgo, um, for you, the full moon lunar eclipse going through that sixth house means that you could be finalizing, wrapping up, culminating, you know, um, letting go of, completing uh, something involving work or health, okay? Something involving your daily routine, um, something involving um, service that you may provide for somebody or that somebody may provide for you. Um, sixth house is actually the house of servants. You may have a housekeeper or a maid or somebody that does something for you um, that, you know, you might be letting them go. You might be releasing them at this time um, or vice versa, somebody that you do those kinds of services for. Um, a job, clearly, in the sixth house, you could just literally be talking about your job and walking away from it or finishing um, up uh, a work project, okay? Um, uh, health issues, definitely, you could find yourself releasing, letting go, giving up on a bad habit. Sixth house governs those daily routines. Maybe there's something you've, you know, been doing in your daily routine or maybe you implemented it six months ago at the new Aquarius moon and you realize, you know, I don't really like the results I'm getting with this. I'm not, I'm going to take this out of my daily routine. So it could be something like that. Um, but it's a full moon, no less, uh, Virgo. And it's your your house. Six house is the Virgo house. And so in ways that you may not have been responsible with work or your health, you could easily see the full moon illuminating these issues so you can clearly do something about it. They would be getting worse at a time like this with the full moon intensifying, okay? And it's getting worse. Don't freak out. You can take that energy that you would use to freak out, and you can actually do something about it, okay? It's, it's manifesting. It's culminating. It's illuminating. So you can see it clearly. You won't be confused. You can't be confused. And so you can do something. Um, now, Virgo, y'all know all about this sixth energy real good. And the low side of this is that you can stress yourself out. Your, some of your health issues could be stress-related. And so, yet again, another reminder, you know, to 
go easier on yourself. I'm about to get into this sun entering Virgo here in our week ahead here in a minute, and that's one of the things I'm going to remind everybody of this Virgo season we coming up on uh, is, you know, not to go overboard with the nitpickiness. Virgo is real detail-oriented, and it sees, you know, every little thing, and it's a it can be a perfectionist. But that crap can stress you out, and it can daggum so stress other people around you out, okay? So watch that, Virgo. You got to watch that this eclipse season because you're going to be, your energy is intensified with this transit. Virgo, um, Virgo house that this full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius is going through for you. So um, try not to overwhelm yourself. I know six houses, that daily routine, you want to see how many thousands of things you can get done in one day. That's great. But there, you've got to balance that out. you got to balance that out or you, you'll end up finding out. This is that season where you find out what can happen on that low end. Right, so make your way. By all means, Virgo, I don't, I don't ever want to crap on any energy. I respect them all. By all means, Virgo, make your list, but be realistic and practical. You're Earth sign. You have access to practical energy. Be practical. What you can reasonably get done in one day. If you find yourself stressing out, let that be an indicator. Okay, this day I did too many things. How can I modify my to-do list tomorrow to where I'm not completely wiped out and my health is being negatively impacted at the end of the day? Okay, Virgo, I got you. All right, last but never least, Capricorn. Full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius is going through your second house. And so you could be wrapping up, completing, finalizing, um, and getting some real illumination in the area of your personal finances, Capricorn, one way or the other, um, quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad. And so you could definitely be settling some financial issues. Um, you could be completing some financial transactions, okay? Um, or on the low end, if you haven't been on your Capricorn karma-ish, uh, then you could be experiencing some financial setbacks. And that's just an indicator, once again, where you've been in irresponsible. Um, and you can definitely, there's an intensified focus on you improving your sense of security, improving your personal um, uh, security. Capricorn's second house also governs where where we where our values lie. Okay, where where we value ourselves as well as where we value other things outside of ourselves. That's why the second house governs our possessions and things we collect. Okay, but when it comes to self esteem and self-worth and how we value ourselves, um, let this time, especially with things so fully illuminated here at this full moon lunar eclipse, um, let let whatever's being illuminated for you in that area serve you, okay? Whatever you're going through, good or bad at this time, is an indication clearly, once again, no confusion, of how you feel about yourself, your self-esteem, your self-worth, how you value yourself, okay? So if your confidence is a little shaky and you've been listening to the criticisms of others too much, think about 
their motivations, if that's what's affecting your self-esteem, what somebody else thinks about you, think about the motivation of what, what could be motivating them to say what they're saying, especially if it's negatively impacting you um, before you cling to and hold on to and accept and embrace what they're saying as valuable, okay? What is valuable is on full display for you. So make sure at this point where you can clearly see the ramifications, the the um, manifestations that you make a decision, like why you have access to this energy of clarity and illumination, that you make a decision once and for all that you're going to be the determining factor of your worth and your value and not other people. Okay, Capricorn? All right. So... That was what I wanted to hit up from last week because I just wanted to go in depth. I wanted to, I wanted it to be clear and unmistakable. Um, this uh, full moon lunar eclipse energy for each of the signs: sun, moon, and rising. Um, I also will just wrap it up um, on this particular portion of the show just to mention that you know we are also close. The moon's already in Aquarius now. Okay, so the full moon energy is upon us. That's why I said by tomorrow, early rising, it'll just have been exact, and from that point, it's going to be waning anyway. So, like, we're in the thick of it. Um, But we're also wrapping up a, a moon cycle, okay? With the moon being in Aquarius now, it goes into Pisces next Thursday, um, later in the rising, 11.34 a.m. Central. And so Pisces is that last sign. Pisces is at 12th of the 12 signs. And so energetically, emotionally, the moon is our emotions, right? Emotionally, we're going to be wrapping up another cycle. So here's this energy again, right, of wrapping up something, of culminating something, of finishing something out, closing something out, making room for that new new, you hear Okay, so that's what we're coming into here tomorrow, uh, later in the morning. Um, Pisces is that energy where you're emotionally satisfied to just be when the moon is in Pisces. So, let you know, you're going to see that feel if you're going into the office. It's going to be one of those end of the weekday, um, the work weeks. Um, if you, your work week is Monday through Friday, that kind of feels like, you know, riding off into the sunset. Don't make this be a Friday uh, where a Thursday or Friday where it's just intense. Let it be, do do what you got to do earlier in this week. Well, you know, it's already Wednesday, but it's that more of that wrapping up energy is what I want to emphasize. And so um, when you're wrapping things up, that's not when you're the most intense about it. That's when you're able to kind of Neptune, Piscean, relax and relate and release all the key words of Pisces, 12th house, okay? Um, there's there's spirit messages, uh, Neptune and Pisces rule spirituality, okay, the highest spirituality. And so you want to be open to that, any spirit messages that want to come through, any uh, to Pisces governs imagination, you know, that when I say just be, you want to be able to just be, that's why you don't want, you know, this massively important presentation that you have to make this Friday at work. This ain't the time for that. You know what I mean? This is this is the Friday where you take off. 
this is the Friday where you, you know, might call in. Oops. Well, hey, Pisces does on the low end cover govern lion in deception, so it might be that Friday as it turns out. Um, but anything that nourishes your imagination, anything you can, if you are going to focus on something, let it be something creative and imaginative where art and dance and film and photography and theater and symbols and music and images can ha- can be in, um, focused on or come to, or come to the forefront, okay, for, for us to focus on it. Anything um, spiritual like forgiveness and acceptance and surrender, all those beautiful things have their place to emotionally satisfy us here wrapping up um, not the week ahead but our current week, okay? And then Saturday, um, rising, 721 a.m. Central, the moon does go void for six hours, almost seven hours, six hours and 57 minutes. Um, And so there... Let's see, up until 2.18 p.m. Central on Saturday when the moon goes into Aries, then the moon's void. You know, we're not, we're just more finishing energy. I mean, come on, you guys. This week, not the week ahead, we're not there yet. I'm getting there, I promise. Um, But this week that we're living through right now, oh, baby, this is that wrap-up week. This is that close-out week. This is that finalized week. This is that finish-up week. This is that take-stock week, okay? Take stock. The moon then lit all the way up to sh- illuminate something in your life and 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 aid you in whatever wants to or needs to be eclipsed out of your life. And so here come this void moon, Saturday rising, seven twenty one a.m. Central, to help us even further in that effort. Okay good energy to make any to-do lists on, you know what I mean, Um, uh, review some things, that's what the void moon is good for, okay? Um, If you are meeting up with anybody on Saturday um, morning, uh, rising to um, about mid-afternoon there at 2.30 Central, you know, let it be established, friends or family, don't, this is not the meet up with somebody new time period, okay? Um, and it's a good time to get rid of any excess, okay, under that void moon. And then, yeah, 2.18 p.m. Central on Saturday, um, the moon does enter Aries, and now we're getting the first glimpses of this new energy that wants to overtake us, at least emotionally, okay? We'll be emotionally satisfied to start something, um, face of fear, uh, do something for the first time, you know, um, it's 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 kind of an exciting feeling, Aries, that governs that very first house of the zodiac, right? That's that very first energy that's ruled by Mars, and so it wants to do something. Saturday afternoon, you're likely to want to do something, and you're likely not to be waiting around on anyone to join you. You know, Aries' first house, that's the house of self, and so you really don't need a partner there in the first house. Um, you can tackle anything head on under this energy. It's a real um, competitive kind of energy there in Aries, so um, you're you won't back down from a fight, so to speak. If there's a challenging energy um, going on around that time, you'll be emotionally satisfied to tackle that challenge. Okay, um, if you have to be dynamic. Um, 
under the Aries moon, um, then you can be presenting something, selling an idea to somebody. Um, Yeah, dream big. Do do you first? Uh, house Aries Mars is that area where it kind of it can kind of feel like a new moon, so it's like a blank canvas. Like you can brainstorm new ideas and just really, uh, it it can be impulsive. So let me let me warn you to, to, that it can be impulsive. So make sure you have something productive you can direct that energy towards. Okay, and that does kind of lead us into some energy I want to get into about the, this week ahead. Okay. So here we go, guys. Um, I know I've got some uh, people with their hands up on the line, so I definitely at least want to check in with one, the one that's been holding the longest um, before I get into the week ahead a little bit further, and then I'll take a few more calls. Um, So, caller from the 229, you are on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Melvin. Melvin, have you called here before, Melvin? (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure I may have. You you don't recall if you've talked to me or not? No, ma'am, but your voice sounds familiar. Uh, familiar, so how many have? I'm not sure. Well, if you're the Melvin I've spoken to before, you were in between um, jobs when I talked to you last, and you wanted to coach? Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm so happy that you called me back. It's so wonderful to talk to you again, and I know <laughs> at this full moon that something has culminated. What did you uh, What did you want to add to the show, or or mention or ask. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, I just want to ask about uh, my uh, relationship. Um, I'm interested in uh, a woman uh, named Joyce, and I want to know, do you see us in a relationship? Okay. um, And what? Actually, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, a real serious relationship. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to help you with that, and I would like to do it off the air. I'm very sensitive to people's private information, and so I've recorded your phone number, and I would like to contact you. I would like to contact you. Um, Is that okay? Yes, sure, Lord, please, yes. That would be great. Perfect. you back. Thank you for calling in. Is everything on an upswing with the job situation? And your, I know your apartment that you wanted to keep. Did it work out? Um, <laughs> the apartment worked out. She, I, I, I caught up. You know, I guess I, I caught up with you know with my rent, and she was great, just like you said, and she looked out for me. So that that's that's great, but. I did get a job, but not the coaching job. Uh, the season actually starts Friday night, the first game, but uh, hopefully maybe next year, but um, or either maybe in the middle of this year. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, but I did get a job at Walmart, and uh, I uh, I got one in April. I started there April 9th. And I do overnight maintenance, you know, do the floors and stuff. But 
recently, uh, July the 24th, I had an accident, incident, by accident, excuse me, and uh, I would discover and I failed very hard on okay. my left side and I hurt, injured my knee and my right arm and my lower back. And now I'm going to physical therapy. Um, I'm, I'm going to the doctor and I'm taking medication. They have me on light duty at work, but uh, I, I had to get me an attorney because I just got a gut feeling that uh, they're going to let me go. Uh, okay. But it, yeah, but it was not it, my fault. I I was turning down the I, I was getting ready to turn down the aisle, uh, and it was a lot of boxes. Melvin, yes, let me ma'am. stop you because if it is a legal situation, I definitely don't want you to um, catch yourself here on the air. This is recorded oh, and it's. Okay forever in web history. So I just want to help you out there. I have your number. I am going to call you. I am so happy that from the last mm-hmm. time we talked, things that we gosh, if you got to keep your place, that was, that was the main thing, you know. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much for calling in and adding content to the show. I so appreciate all of my listeners and y'all calling in and keeping in touch with me. That is the be- that's the best astro love gift, I swear. So um, yeah. I will be talking to you really soon. And if you if you would like to keep listening, I'll just place you back on hold. Okay, okay. Uh, would that be today? You will be able to contact me, or today or tomorrow? Mhm. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I appreciate it. You. Thank you. Yes, sir. Right. Take care okay. of yourself. You're welcome. Yes, Thank you. Awesome. I love it, you guys. Y'all just keep me going and flowing. Um, Caller from the 404, I will come back to you, I promise. Um, Let's see here. Let's get into this week ahead really quick um, because I definitely at least want to get to next Wednesday. I hate when I can't really get through all the info, but, you know, it happens sometimes. We, We roll, we flex over here. We stay flexing, so we stay ready for whatever sudden unexpected things occur. And so we start the week off, of course, um, with the moon in Aries. Let's see here. Why do I have? Okay, okay. We ended the week off. I just did my notes a little different last week. We actually end the week that we are currently in, not our week ahead. We end the week that we are currently in. Um, yeah, with the moon in Aries. And so then we start our week ahead in that energy, okay? We start our week ahead with the moon and Aries. We get to start our new week ready to take off. That's that margin Aries first house energy that's ready for whatever. Blank slate, dark moon, let's get it. Sky's the limit of all possibilities on the table. So that's the freshness and the newness. That That's why this week is so crucial, and I know. That's why I'm trying to hurry up and get to at least Wednesday. Um, I know that we've got 40 minutes left, and 
We probably won't get through everything, but that is an indicator, okay, of how vital the week we're currently in is. Go back and listen to last week's show that talks about the week we're currently in in depth and make sure that you are closing out, wrapping up, finalizing, taking care of loose ends, putting the finishing touches and the final little bow on top of all of your projects and loose ends and relationships and situationships and everything that needs to be tidied up because here in the week ahead, we start the week out in this fresh energy. We're at the point of the full moon, tomorrow early rising when it is exact. After that point, the moon is waning. Immediately after it goes exact, the moon begins decreasing in its intensity, going full, um, going new again, going dark again, right? And so it's this downhill trajectory, head first, (laughs) there with Aries ruling the head, head first into this solar eclipse, solar new moon eclipse coming up next month. So handle your closeout business, handle your finalizing business, and make sure that you are in a prime position for this new moon eclipse because this ain't your ordinary new moon, right? Um, So the moon will be in Aries, and then uh, there on the 22nd, um, Monday, 4.05 a.m. Central. Uh, Mercury conjuncts Jupiter. We're I definitely we won't probably get to it, but I gotta mention in our week ahead that on the very last day of our week ahead on Saturday the twenty seventh, we have the all glorious Venus Jupiter alignment. Yes, I said Venus Jupiter alignment, the alignment of alignments. <laughs> the alignment where you're most likely to, you know, hit the lotto and all manner of lucky happenings um, it, as it pertains to love and money, specifically with Venus being the uh, energy that's meeting up with expansive Jupiter, okay? the la- It happened... I'm going to show you something. It happened three times in 2015, July the 1st, August the 4th, and October the 25th. It is happening only once here this year in our week ahead, August 27th, and it is happening only once in 2017 on November the 13th. And so I'm telling you, this is that alignment. We got spoiled last year in 2015. It happened three times, and we got real comfortable feeling lucky. (laughs) But um, with it being so rare this year and next year, I want you guys to make sure that next Saturday you are vibing high once again. We closing stuff out. If it's anybody in in your environment that's bringing you down and bringing your vibration down and, and draining your energy and sucking the life out of you, get rid of them by next Saturday, please. Allow this full moon lunar eclipse energy in Aquarius to assist you in those efforts and and release them by next Saturday so you can make sure you're vibrating at the highest level that you can be <laughs> for this, um, you know, now, at least this year and next year, very 
rare alignment. Now, that's Venus um, there together with Jupiter in the sky next Saturday. But here in the week ahead, early on, on Monday, um, I know I mentioned the time. I just want to make sure. Y'all are clear on that time real quick. Okay, yeah, 4.05 a.m. Central, Mercury aligns with Jupiter, okay? So before our love and our money gets lined up, we got to get our minds right. Mercury is that mental, it's that mind. So that's the energy that we're coming into on Monday in the week ahead. Uh, The last time that Mercury aligned with Venus Actually, I didn't put that here, but it aligns uh, Mercury because of the retrograde. Once again, guys, Mercury's in the zone. Mercury's been in the zone. It's stationing here at the end of the month and um, uh, not in our week ahead, but the week after that, it finally stations retrograde. And so this Mercury conjunct Jupiter alignment is going to happen two more times. It's happening now in the shadow phase as it's going direct. It's going to happen again in the retrograde phase once it's gone retro. And then once it stations direct and makes that final pass, it's going to happen again. So we've got it here August 22nd, the first pass. September the 2nd when it's retrograde and October the 11th when it's on its way out. Mercury won't conjunct um, Jupiter um, again, but once in 2017, okay, one time in 2017. So this this three path, these final three passes it does before it aligns only once again in 2017, that's a hint of how important it is going to be to make sure that our mind is right, right and ready for some expansion, for some growth, for some luck, for some abundance, for some higher learning, for some adventure and some humor, okay? So um, Mercury aligning with Jupiter, of course, is talking about communication that, you know, um, satisfies us, good news. Um, optimism, positive news, a happy frame of mind. Um, uh, Mercury, of course, governs a certain amount of business, business transactions, contracts, negotiations. Um, uh, So this could be a time where, especially with this finalizing energy on it, you know what I mean, with the full moon lunar eclipse being so intimately acquainted with these aspects that are occurring around the time of the eclipse, it could bode really well for business and contracts and money, right? So uh, you're likely to be feeling really generous and open-minded and expansive, ready to expand, ready to grow, ready to advance, or at least wanting to, at least thinking about it, at least planning for it. Mercury is, you know, all of those things, the planning, the contemplating and um you know, being logical and practical and rational, all of those mental processes are governed um, by Mercury. Uh, so any type of learning that would be beautiful under this alignment, starting a new course of study, you know, learning something new. Um, if you have to take an exam or a test, it's a really good time to do that. You can initiate something in the way of travel with Mercury governing that, you know, um, starting to plan a trip or actually taking one you could 
Um, but, yeah, more like booking it, planning it, starting it. Like I said, before this Venus-Jupiter alignment comes, we get our mind right. So this is a time to get your mind right. Where do you want to go, you know, when you travel, and how do you want to travel, and what plans do you need to make accordingly with that, especially with Mercury being involved, since we're going to hit this up two more times. That lets you know right there that the retrograde energy is here already. We are in the zone, baby. Mercury retrograde in Virgo 2016 is in full effect. And so you're going to pass this way again energetically. So make sure you're paying attention on this end of it. That way you have to deal with less of the retrograde wonkiness when we're in the thick of it because you planned ahead. Okay, Jupiter, this is Mercury in alignment with Jupiter. Jupiter is going to take the expansive view. Jupiter is going to take the broad range view. Jupiter is going to look at the bigger picture when it comes to business, you know, mercurial business transactions and negotiations. It's going to take the broader view when it comes to traveling, you know. You may do a longer distance journey or travel abroad more so under this influence than staying local with your travel. And so um, your expansive thinking and enthusiasm is another kind of uh, manifestation of this energy, and you're likely to succeed. You're going to put that Jupiterian positivity and optimism on your mercurial thoughts, and, you know, your attitude, therefore, is going to affect that altitude. And so it's a it's a really good energy. People born under this energy and have it in their natal chart, um, they tend to have a broad outlook, you know, on life. They tend to be happy and successful due to their um, more positive um, thought processes and and their love of learning and travel and, and communicating with others. Okay. Um, People tend, people born under this energy, people, others tend to like their style of communication. Lenny Kravitz was born under this influence. Dorothy Dandridge, we know people liked her communication style, um, at least in the industry that she worked in for sure. Um, Barry White, a very distinctive communication style, um, mercurial style that he was even known for, right? It was so expansive that he was known for it. So um, now to relate it to my mama's babies, um, I do have just some horoscopes for the just a few signs that are involved. Um, Definitely my Virgos because the alignment is happening in Virgo. Mercury in the retrograde zone in Virgo aligning with Jupiter that got out of the zone. It it was retrograde for a few months, and it finally went direct and got out of the zone here recently. So um, for my Virgos, especially my Deacon 3 Virgos, those those born September 13th to 22nd, listen up, you've got Mercury in your Deacon, okay? So normally when Mercury is in your Deacon, yeah, you're like mentally alert, you're thinking quick on your feet, you've got more interactions and communications with other people, Um, you're thinking really rationally, so then therefore you're speaking more clearly and more easily explaining your thoughts and ideas, okay? Uh, Generally favorable time for important meetings, appointments, business negotiations, and um, exams and studies, Um, 
um, and even filling out applications, Mercury rules like applications, filling out applications, um, and, and you're con- should be confidently expressing yourself, Virgo, but Mercury's going retrograde in your sign, and it's already in the zone. So if you see a little, mm, how do I want to say it, uh, like an I- interference in the communication frequency, right, like a glitch, <laughs> that's what Mercury retrogrades are known for. I already gave you guys a heads up last week, you know, get, where the automobiles and the electronic devices and things are concerned, things you rely heavily upon, like your vehicle, like your computer, make sure they're in tip-top shape or that you have a backup plan in case something happens. This is the season where it could. Um, So keep that in mind, Virgo, even with Mercury being in your sign. Jupiter is in your sign, okay, all the way through September of this year, and so that's the good times rolling. Jupiter's full steam ahead right now out of the zone. So the good times should be back rolling for you depending on what area of life or house that it's um, transiting through for you specifically. Um, the good times should be rolling, the good luck rolling, you know, great energy, feeling good, optimistic, you know. So um, share those good vibes any cheerfulness and generosity that you feel, just make sure you share it. Jupiter's in your sign. That's awesome. That's access to an abundance of really good energy. Make sure you are sharing those good feelings, Virgo. Don't keep them all to yourself, Virgo. Pisces, especially those Deacon 3, born March 11th through 20th, you've got the Mercury opposition, okay? So the Mercury in the retrograde shadow kind of offness that could be being experienced right now could show up more in this oppositional Mercury opposite your sign, Pisces, um, in 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 those terms and, and in those ways, conflict, okay, tension, um, uh, mental activity uh, being stimulated now to where it's difficult to avoid arguments because you really want to express something, Pisces. You really got something to communicate. Um, but you may find yourself having to bridge that. When you're talking about opposition, you're talking about that first seventh house axis. So we are uh, want where that where where you can be diplomatic, Pisces. Go ahead and do that. Where you can use a little tack and aim for more harmonious negotiations. Go ahead and do that. Um, if you need to communicate something, you know, determine the way to communicate it uh, where everybody wins, where there's a compromise, okay, Pisces? Um, Yeah, win-win for sure. Um, If you don't have to negotiate, if if you can avoid the negotiating altogether, Pisces, do it. If you don't have to do it now, push it out. Um, important decisions, um, bargaining, um, trying to make business deals, sign contracts, like push that out if you can. Definitely past September 14th if you can do it, all right? Um, And then y'all have the Jupiter opposition as well, Pisces. So um, it is Jupiter. (laughs) So there's just this where... um, 
you know, Jupiter can expand too much too fast, right? That that's where that can come can can kind of come in. Um, you could see some relationship difficulties where you're taking more than you really need. Okay, that's where the too much can get you in to opposition with Jupiter opposite your sign right now, okay? Um, But it's Jupiter. You shouldn't really, it shouldn't be anything really serious, and um, it could, you could see it more of like a turning point where you're reflecting on what you have and what you really need to make you truly happy, so um, it's an opposition, so it's kind of like this full moon energy where something can be, you know, illuminated to where you can expand more in your life. Sagittarius, um, you've got the Mercury square and you've got the Jupiter square. So do you, Gemini. Y'all are sharing this. Sagittarius and Gemini are both dealing with Mercury square, your sign, and Jupiter square, your sign, with this Mercury-Jupiter alignment here in our week ahead. And so once again, as a reminder to all the signs, under this influence, we are all you know, wanting to expand mentally, going, basically going there in your mind first, getting the longer, broader, more expansive view first. And then by the time Saturday and our week ahead comes, we're going to be ready for some Venus-Jupiter alignment energy, okay? Sagittarius and Gemini with the Mercury square, you definitely could easily be thinking negatively or communicating harshly or negatively, okay? Your your thinking's a little skewed right now. You're you're almost getting a Mercury retro preview for everybody else <laughs> to show us how it's done, Sagittarius and Gemini. So just keep that in mind. Um poor instincts, lack of judgment means that you'll likely be misreading people in situations, you know. Um, It's the whole Mercury retro caveat that I would give um, you guys, Sagittarius and Gemini, if you can put it off, important meetings, negotiations until after September 14th, do it. Um, um, If you have to negotiate, if you have to make a deal, get some professional eyes on that document before you submit it or finalize it, okay, Sag and Gemini. With the Jupiter square, it's kind of the same thing. Sagittarius a little bit more so because this is your ruling planet, Sagittarius, Jupiter is. And um, whenever your energy is off, Jupiter energy is off, Sagittarius energy is off, it can, on the low end, it can, like, exaggerate, right? So this is the the um, heads up for both Sagittarius and Gemini. Yes, Jupiter wants to expand you, even though there's a square to your sign going on. So you still have access to the hope and the optimism and the urge to expand. Um, but just watch out, Sag and Gemini, for exaggerating. Okay, when it, especially when it comes to your confidence and your ego. Be confident. Have a healthy ego. Don't go overboard or you'll end up finding out, okay? Um, You can actually, it's still Jupiter energy um, impacting you, so you can get lucky and you can be popular, and it's okay to be proud, you know? Um, But just when you're, if you go too far and end up being vain or expecting too much of others, it could cause problems in your relationships, okay? Shout out to... Astrology King for the horoscopes. Um, For Taurus and Scorpio, um, 
Mercury trine. No, for Scorpio and Cancer, y'all are both dealing with the Mercury sextile and the Jupiter sextile, okay? So for both Scorpio and Cancer, Mercury sextile in your sign just means positive news could be on the way um, here in your week ahead, okay? Positive thinking, an opportunity for your mind your thinking process is to expand and, and, and have a more positive, optimistic influence. Um, your creative thought, your mental activity, your communications with and interactions with other people simply energize. And, it's, and that energy also can mean you're very busy during this time interacting. Um, and 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 really and not not upsetting anybody. So it's communications that go well, Scorpio and Cancer. Okay, um, if if you find a flurry of that energy coming through you, write stuff down. You know it's going to be coming fast and furiously. We are in a full moon Aquarius energy, and Aquarius is that lightning fast energy. It's an octave up from Mercury, and so keep something on deck to write something down. Um, and don't hesitate to renew old friendships or apply for a new job, okay? Scorpio and Cancer, you both are also dealing with the Jupiter sextile through the end of September. And so um, happiness, optimism, good things coming more easily, health and vitality being high, um, helping you to take full advantage of, of this lucky time period. Y'all are in a good position, Scorpio and Cancer. It's a sextile, so you have to work for it, but you're in a good position for your um, your work and your efforts to pay off. Um, you both should be feeling very sociable and be in a position to have really good relations with your loved ones as well as people at work and any group activities that you participate in. Lastly, Taurus and Capricorn. For Taurus and Capricorn, um, You've got Mercury trine and Jupiter trine, both of you, okay? So y'all are in the, in the most prime position. Um, with the trine, it can be tricky because even though it's easy and effortless and you don't necessarily, you don't have to work for it, you could let it pass you by. You could be so easy, breezy, effortless that you don't take advantage of an opportunity because it's just, that easy for the energy to flow to you that you could miss out on some opportunities to really take even more advantage of this transit Taurus and Capricorn, okay? With the Mercury trine, it's it's an ideal time for you to negotiate a better a better deal. It, we're still in the Mercury retro zone, so don't get too excited, Taurus and Capricorn, because you definitely at least energetically uh, with this being a sensitive time period for Mercury, for contracts, for negotiations, for deals, for paperwork, right, that you want a second pair of eyes looking at that if you go for it. You could go for it, Taurus and Capricorn. Just check yourself. Um, Definitely communication-wise, you make a good impression on others. Um, If you need to ask for a favor, a raise, apply for a new job, a promotion, this is y'all's time, okay? Um, There could be setbacks, delays. We are in the Mercury zone. I got to keep putting that out there because it's just possible. 
Um, you could actually play a role as a mediator, Taurus or Capricorn, between friends or family when it comes to communication because the energy should be flowing so well with that Mercury trine. And it's a perfect time for you guys if y'all have to study or do or take an exam. With the Jupiter trine, Taurus and Capricorn, um, through September, uh, feeling good if nothing else. Feeling lucky if you haven't actually hit the lottery. Like, just really expansive, good, adventurous um, feelings of advancement. Um, feeling like everything's kind of flowing in your favor. Not really uh, decreased likelihood of facing opposition and challenges. And um, personal relationships being enriched by that positive attitude and your sociability and, and your good and um, healthy self-esteem and, and feeling lucky. It's going to influence the people around you, Taurus and Capricorn, so share those good feelings. All right. Um, also, there on the 20th, the 22nd, you can see in the episode information for this show in the description, the 22nd is heavy with energy, okay? So we start, we pretty much start the week out with a bang. Monday is popping energetically, all right? And so um, we do finally hit a void moon, um, early rising, 6.48 a.m. on the 22nd. Um, and so... Yeah, there's so much going on early on the 22nd. But we hit that void moon, 6.48 a.m. Central, for about nine and a half hours uh, before the moon goes into Taurus there um, at 4.19 p.m. Central Time on Monday. Uh, But in between that, uh, while the moon is void, Mars finally leaves the retrograde zone on the 22nd, 9.01 a.m. Central. Mars does leave the retrograde zone. So all of our the actions that we're taking, our, our drive, our sexual energy, our passion, our ambitions, like um, they should be full steam ahead by next um, Monday for sure, Monday rising, full steam ahead, Mars out of the zone, fully, you know, Next two years, two years going strong, and then we'll have another Mars retrograde. So that, um, and and we'll see here also how Mars is also going to be, now that it's out of the zone, is making some really powerful moves. Um, But while the moon is still void in Aries, the sun enters Virgo. It is Virgo season, baby, in the week ahead, okay? So, in advance, ahead of time, shout out to Mamas Virgos. I love you all. I know I give you all a hard time because the Virgo energy can be intense, but it, it's a very vitally necessary energy. I'm going to um, speak on it here just for a second. Um, shout out to Tarot.com for some of these really great um, ideas for what to do under this energy. But just to speak on the Virgo energy in general, um, you know, the sun's in Leo now, so we've been to the degree that we could, we've been playing, basking in the sun. You know, sun and Leo is at home. Sun rules Leo in the fifth house of children and romance and dating and fun and enjoyment. You know, that's why summertime every year, Leo season, it's just a really good time. And the sun, the very um, energy of the sun being represented and governing that Leo energy 
it's usually the hottest around this time too, just the intensity of the sun being in its home sign. And so we've been playing. It's been summertime fun time. And here in the week ahead, we get, that's why I call, I titled the show, you know, we're going from play to pay. Pay because we're going to, we're going to work when the sun's in Virgo, but pay also because we're going to pay attention. Virgos are really detail-oriented intensely, so um, uh, energy, and so it's very practical and 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 we practice things. That's why the sixth house that govern that where Virgo governs rules our daily routine because we're practicing things while the sun's in Virgo, one way or the other, um, towards towards work, towards our health, and towards service um, to others. So we're gonna be not pumping the brakes maybe pumping the brakes, but not necessarily slamming on the brakes of the fun time we've been having with the sun and Leo, okay? Maybe maybe just pumping it because we've got to slow down enough to pay really close attention to some stuff, okay? And I'm going to break down for each sign what we should be focusing on and paying attention to according to the transit that the sun in Virgo is going to be having through our charts. Um, when the sun's in Virgo, that's where I was speaking on it earlier when I was taught, speaking to mom, Mama's Virgos, where this is an energy where, you know, you strive for perfection. You're paying attention to the details. You want to make sure it's just right. You want to make sure that your daily routine is supporting your health initiatives perfectly. You want to make sure your daily routine is one that's supporting your work initiatives perfectly. Don't you want, don't we all want to work our daily routine, our daily work, something that we enjoy, something we get pleasure out of where it doesn't even seem like work? That's when you can really still play and work at the same time is when your work is something you enjoy. So these are some of the things that could be coming to the fore for you in general um, when the sun goes into Virgo here in our week ahead. Um, It'll be 11.30 a.m. Central Time on Monday the 22nd while the moon is void in Aries. And so we're reminded, once again, we're not going to judge ourselves or others too harshly. I know we're nitpicking at this time and we're focused on the details, but we're not going to go overboard. We're not going to be overly critical or excessively professionistic. If anything, we're going to go heavy on upgrading our lifestyle. Sixth house governs that lifestyle where you're talking about daily routines. We're going to go heavy on and go hard on improving our health, okay? And we're going to go heavy and hard on serving others, that service that we provide there in the sixth house. We can go heavy on that, but don't go too hard on yourself or others when you're being nitpicky and critical and overly perfectionistic. Go heavy and hard on improving our health, serving others, and upgrading our lifestyles, okay? Now to Tarot.com's beautiful suggestions for what to do um, during Virgo season 2016 is get your work done. <laughs> get your work done perfectly, okay? Um, and, you know, 
play hard. That's where the balance comes in. We don't have to abandon Leo fun, enjoyment, and play exclusively for Virgo's work. Like I said, you can incorporate both. If you're doing work that you love, you you just did it. You just incorporated both. And you can also incorporate it by when you get that work done, when you work hard, when you work real detail in a detail-oriented way to where it you satisfy that it's perfect, then you got to play. Then you got to, you know, go for a run to relax or get a massage to relax and wind down. Get a get a good book and a glass of wine to wind down, okay? So Virgo is an earth sign, and that sign values sensation, okay, and the best things in life. So make sure it's a deep tissue massage if you get one and a very fine glass of wine, right? Virgo is, Virgo is really exacting. Any old wine won't do. And so um, what, you, what you want to also keep in mind and remember is to double-check things. If you know a Virgo, you know that they don't let anything go, okay, (laughs) which is a very valuable quality, but it can also be an annoying quality. So it's it's good to have an eye for the smallest details, especially if you're an editor or a mathematician. But if you double-check someone else's work, take it easy on them if you do find fault, which you will (laughs) with the sun being in Virgo, okay? Um, where to go? Camping. Um, Earthy Virgo finds comfort and security when surrounded by nature and wildlife, so get out to the country while the sun's in Virgo. Um, any kind of serene setting will, will calm some of those anxious, easily stressed out Virgo tendencies and help you loosen up, relax. Y'all are going to find this theme throughout um, Virgo season where you're kind of having to remind yourself not to freak out, not to stress out over the smallest thing, okay? Um, What to wear, a cashmere cardigan or a comfy pair of shoes. Practical Virgo is most at home in luxurious yet comfortable clothing, earthy tones, beige and tan. Um, Virgo can be a fussy sign, nitpicky, so it's best to keep it clean, cozy, and simple when it comes to getting dressed in Virgo season. What to buy? A vacuum cleaner. Forget spring cleaning. We prefer summer cleaning in Virgo um, season. For that matter, you might also want to pick up a broom, a mop, a new feather duster, because now is the perfect time to use that meticulous Virgo energy to get your home perfectly spotless. Uh, What to watch out for? Once again, being too critical and judgmental, Virgo can sometimes be too fussy, turning perfect into downright picky which can be annoying and frustrating to others. So strive to loosen up a little and let a few things go. After all, not everything needs to be perfect. And lastly, what to look forward to, getting back on track. Sun in Virgo is an organized and practical period, yes, um, uh, the organizational elements of Virgo. Uh, so where you're talking about getting back to business after a few play, playful months and it not necessarily being all fun and games at this time, um, but you'll definitely uh, feel great about what you've accomplished by the time the sun does move into Libra next season, September 22nd, okay? And so I um, – I, didn't get to pick up the line, and um, I definitely just want to touch on these horoscopes before we go of the sun being in Virgo, okay? Um, 
I'll just mention the houses kind of like I did last week, but and I can get a little bit deeper next week. But I want to mention that they're on Monday as well. I told you all Monday's full of stuff energetically. Um, at 4.19 p.m. Central Time, the moon does go into Taurus. So there Monday afternoon. We're moving out of, like, fast pace, ready to go, ready to tackle anything moon in Aries into moon in Taurus where there's a dramatic slowdown to the energy emotionally of what satisfies us. We want to be at peace and comfortable, and we want to, um, you know, kind of languidly, uh, settle into an energy around this time. And then they're on the 24th in the week ahead on Wednesday. By the time we catch up again, 6.26 a.m. Central Time, Mars finally conjuncts Saturn. Mars that was retrograde, station direct, and has been increasingly getting closer to Saturn at just station. That is going to be some kind of energy. And I've got to mention because I won't be on the air with y'all until after this goes exact, and it's going to be intensifying up until it does go exact. Do not go to war next week. Wrap up what you need to wrap up next week. Get ready for what's coming, but don't go to war with anybody during this time. This is an energy where you really vibrating high. That caveat is all through my suggestions for next week for the good energy this coming, the Venus-Jupiter conjunction, as well as um, this Mars-Saturn conjunction, but for very different reasons. When Mars is involved, you do not want to be going to war because you might lose, especially when Mars is lining up with Saturn, who's who's got the patience to wait it out. Like it may not be a matter of somebody going toe-to-toe with you. They may let you have it. They may let you think you won the argument and then come just take care of you on the back end when you're not looking. It's not a, a energy to be played with. You have to utilize this very powerful energy constructively or creatively. Mars is sexual energy after all. You can really create something of value and worth with this energy, or you could totally destroy something, or someone could do that to you. So don't take the bait next week. You can't afford to take the bait when Mars is aligning with Saturn, and you can't afford to take the bait at, at a sensitive lunar eclipse or eclipse season time, and you can't take the bait when Venus is lining up with Jupiter once this year and won't happen but once next year. So you, you have access to stamina and patience to complete any task, no matter how difficult. So you highly, um, I will mention, um, you know what, I'll just dig into it next week on the houses because I don't want to just run through it. That's probably not going to mean much to to many people who are listening. Um, But we'll pick it up where we left off this week. Shout out to um, the listener I didn't get to with the hand up. Shout out to all my listeners, all our listeners. We love you so very much um, here at the Inner Peace Light. Um, I've got, you can see in the episode information down below that we've got the August Eclipse Wisdom Specials on deck. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of you who entrust me to provide you um, with the uh, Astro Wisdom 
um, when I do these report specials. So, and and most of it is just about all of it is just about you, you astrologically who you are in your astrological representation. Thank you so much for the astro love gifts. Thank you so much for the one click email access um, and just shouting out to me and letting me know you're listening. I appreciate it. Well, until next time, peace and ashe. I love you guys.